Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Stone, do you have the name of the, just the first name, first name and maybe location if you have it, of the person who won the Live Golf tickets? That's Mr. Mark from West Palm Beach, Mr. Mark Sandy. Sorry to put his government name out there. He just gave it all away. Uh, right there. Right? Do you have a social security number? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. <laughs> Mark uh, Mark wins the Live Golf tickets uh, for Friday. So um, we had, and I, I think this is, this is my fault, we had a lot more. I mean a lot more uh, traffic than I thought we would for the Live Golf Passes. So what we're going to do tomorrow is we're going to play a game for more Live Golf yes, tickets. Need it, need it. Um, I have seen that there is high demand for these, and I think that's great, and it means you have have all been listening and all uh, uh, you, you've gotten pumped up about this thing. So what we're going to do tomorrow is, Stone, you know I like to say I like to do things for people uh, on this show, but if we're going to give you something that's that's really sought after, you got to work for it a little bit, right? Like we're not in a free handout. Mm-hmm. we got to put some effort in here. Uh, so tomorrow we're live a little. We got it. We, oh, that was excellent. That was really, really good. Steve rubbed off on him. Oh, seriously. Uh, what? All right. So uh, <laughs> let me uh, real quick. Let me I can't real... wait to pound those guys. <laughs> let me real quick tell you about <clears throat> Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, he is the ENT extraordinaire. And boy, do we love him here on Levicka, Theo, and Stone. He is our guy. In fact, uh, he owes us. He owes us a trip onto the show. He owes us an hour on this show. So uh, we got to get him on the horn, get him over here so we can uh, have a serious Yankees discussion. Uh, by that point, who knows, maybe Kim Ng is the uh, the GM of the yeah, Yankees. No Later, doubt. cash man. Uh, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. If you have throat issues, ear issues, if you have nose problems, constant congestion, if you have a snoring problem, I come from a family of snores. I know how trying it can be. Dr. Neil Goldhaber will fix it all he fixes lifestyles. He's not a miracle worker. He's just really good at what he does. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. He's the man. He's our man. The ENT extraordinaire based in Boynton. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Me and Theo were uh, having a chat with Goldhaber yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you uh, you guys saw the uh, the debut of Mel. Yes. The, uh, yes, yes. I suppose documentary on on uh, the the radio mogul Mel Karmazin yeah. last night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the Kravis Center, right? At the Kravis. Yeah. How was it? I mean, it was phenomenal, Theo, right? Great, great uh, story. I, I loved a lot of the deep cuts I would have never assumed. And, of assumed. course, the CEO of our company, Good Karma Brands, yeah. is Craig Karmazin, who is the, the son of, of Mel. Stone, did you realize how, did you see how jovial uh, Craig was? Um, just in general, like he's, I've never seen him look so happy and proud to be able to put that on for his pops, and uh, it was it was interesting. That's dynamic. so awesome. Yeah, no, it was dope. That's exactly how I felt. Like like he finally had the yeah, it was cool. There was there's so much to be said. But as soon Childhood as we, dreams. as soon as yeah. we brought up the Giants around Goldhaber, he just you know he wouldn't stop crying. It, it just, <laughs> oh, good. I'm tough. glad you. I'm glad you brought uh, his mood down. Well done. Yeah, a, a, a great partner of ESPN <laughs> West Palm, and you guys just brought him down to the dumps, bringing up Daniel Jones. <laughs> Appreciate that, guys. I'm sure that'll uh, reflect well in the paycheck. <laughs> uh, let's. Um, 
Uh, something occurred to me before we get, because the athletic, and you know how I feel about power rankings. I could do without them. But there was something I noticed in the athletic, their new NFL Week 7 power rankings uh, that I think needs to be discussed. But before that, it really hit me last night, guys. You had brought it up yesterday, and I did not see it when it happened in real time. Uh, Damien Harris, the Bills running back who suffered a neck injury and had to uh, had to be uh, uh, carted off the field in an ambulance uh, on Sunday night in the Bills-Giants game. He's going to be okay, it appears, by the way, so that's good. What really caught my attention, though, and it struck me how weird it was to me last night. I don't know why. I just had a moment of, of clarity. The fact that there's an ambulance at Highmark Stadium where the Bills play, and they have DeMar Hamlin's jersey on the back of it, is a top five weirdest thing of the NFL season. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand... What the point of that is? Are we retiring his number because he suffered one of the most horrifying NFL injuries we've ever seen? Um, uh, how does Demar Hamlin feel when every time he sees the ambulance, it brings him back to when he died on the field in Cincinnati? Like, what are we doing with this? I'm sure they think they're paying tribute to Demar Hamlin, but I don't think it's like if if at at uh, the Ellie Eleanor R. Baldwin Arena, mm-hmm. FAU's basketball arena, they like mark the spot on the floor where stupid Lamont Butler hit the shot in the Final Four to beat FAU if they oh mark that on the floor. Yeah. Like, this is where Lamont Butler hit the shot. Nobody wants to see that. Like, what are we doing with that? It is um, It is one of the oddest things I've seen um, in a way to commemorate, commemorate uh, athletes. I know James Harden in Houston had his jersey retired at the strip club. He did. Um, so he did. that was one thing. That was something to see. Uh, but for DeMar Hamlin um, – the low point of his life, which then again did give him a platform to do so much good. It did give him um, uh, the opportunity to like be able to – his charity and everything blew up after that. But that's literally a low point of his life right? Um, for him to die on that field. And th- people are calling it the ambulance. And, and that inherently diminishes yes. what took place. Yes, like it just – it has is, a nickname. It, it is uh, – it's – It's better than the ambulance, I guess. The ambulance would go because Demar. Yeah. Well, yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work as well. It doesn't flow as well. Well, it would hit two, two birds with one stone there. Yeah. Because no, no. Don't <laughs> give them any more ideas. It is a ridiculous. I don't thing. know. I'm kind of where Stone is. Yeah. <laughs> Damien Harris, Demar. I mean, I just you know I couldn't keep that one in. So you know, every single time now somebody needs to get taken out in an ambulance, we're gonna have Demar, Demar Hamlin's ha- retired jersey on the like, back of I that truck. I don't like two what of are them. We by doing? the way, is is this? And this is my concern, is that the NFL is very much a copycat league. Oh, no. But the worst injuries that each team has where ambulances have to come into play, we're going to start putting the jerseys of said afflicted players on those ambulances. Just, I don't understand the purpose of it. Hang his jersey in the in – the, in the, not the rafters. What do they call it in the NFL stadiums? What is it rafters still? Yeah, you can say rafters. All right, sir. It's, hang his jersey in the rafters. On the facade. Put, yeah, on his facade. or whatever. Put it up there, but don't have my guy – have his jersey retired on the back of an ambulance, and that means every single time. Again, we're going to have to – and the worst part of all of it wasn't just the ambulance. It has to be the fact that they did a, a, a pan to DeMar Hamlin as Damian right. Harris was getting taken like, off the oh, field. Oh, man, I wonder, what Damian, uh, I wonder what DeMar Hamlin's reaction is to what appears to be a very serious injury. Like, what are we doing there? It's a tough spot for him. If he's going to be a football player now, if he's going to be a serious like safety for the for the Bills, and I know he's a backup, and I know he's not exactly a – He's uh, playing on special teams right now. Yeah. If he's going to be a football player for the Bills, I think we have to stop 
trivializing his experience as yeah. a football player now and treat him like an actual 53-man roster football player and not a, a, a sideshow. To me, DeMar Hamlin's jersey being on the ambulance, you might as well just take the next step and paint a mural of the scene in Cincinnati. Like, that's basically what you're doing is you're commemorating one of the worst moments in NFL history. Yes. That, I think I get the intent. The intent is trying to show respect not only for DeMar Hamlin, but also the incredible life-saving services, the EMTs that are present at these stadiums. But I don't think the message actually resonates clearly. I almost think that it is it's counterproductive. Yeah. And it brings back a lot of, of scars that don't need to be there any longer. Damar Hamlin's jersey being on the back of the Bills ambulance. Damar Hamlin's jersey being back uh, on the back of Damar uh, of the Bills ambulance. Is it appropriate or inappropriate? What do you think of that? Cuz I, I I'll say it. I think it's I think it's kind of inappropriate. I think it's kind of inappropriate, and it hit me last night that it actually bothered me because it's kind of weird. Like, the whole thing's weird. It's a weird decision to do that. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. At uh, KLV1063 on social media. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird yeah. to have Tamar Hamlin's jersey. It's, it's, it's like if the presidential limousine had like JFK painted on it (laughs) like what are we doing like what are we doing I know you were going right there (laughs) it's like if if a theater had the seat where Abraham Lincoln was shot marked down there like it's to me though yeah even those two are different but if they had a plaque at Ford's theater like where Abe was yes you know the name of the theater yeah it was Ford's theater he's such a nerd I mean (laughs) such a nerd it's just ridiculous nerd (laughs) what do you not know Ford's theater Nobody, nobody Did you guys not pay attention cuff, to American history? Nobody on, off the man. cuff is naming the theater in which Abraham Lincoln was shot. I can give shot. you a John Wilkes Booth, but that's about that's it. all I got is John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> all I got for you is John Wilkes Booth Theater, Abraham Lincoln. I couldn't even tell you who he was sitting next to. And you know the name oh, of the man. theater? Yes, yes. Yes, I do. And I get, and I'm getting taken down because I said Kadarius Tony. All right, what city did McKinley get assassinated in? Um... Uh, Dallas. No, Buffalo. So that's why it fits into the conversation. <laughs> Come on, Doug man. Doug Mosley, you steered me wrong. He, he, I knew JFK was Dallas. Doug Mosley. Uh, the executive he, director of the uh, RoofClaim.com yeah. Boca Raton Bowl. Everybody in this room is impressed with my American history, or more my presidential assassination knowledge, which is actually maybe weirder than DeMar Hamlin's jersey yeah. being on the back of the Bills ambulance. Uh, is it appropriate, inappropriate, weird that, that DeMar Hamlin's jersey is on the back of the Bills Ambulance, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And by the way, William Henry Harrison, uh, he lasted a month, died of pneumonia because he didn't wear a coat (laughs) at his uh, inauguration. What an idiot. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's go to Jared uh, here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Jared? Not much, man. I'm at your uh, stomping grounds at FAU right now doing some work. Let's go, Jared. What are you doing? What are you doing on campus? Uh, I just running some power for signs at the um, tennis courts. Oh, right on. Appreciate across, you, man. Across, right across from the basketball. Oh, sick. Excellent. Excellent. What do you got on DeMar? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's distasteful, but at the same time, if he's okay with it, you know, then, then, then you know, I think it's okay because, you know, he, like you said, he's second, second stringer. Um, he's obviously famous now, but, you yeah. know, if, if, 
You know, I if, wonder, if he gets some shine for it, you know, and he's okay with it. I full suppose, power, Jerry, power to him. that brings up something I didn't think about. I wonder if they did, like, clear it. They had to win. with him. Can we use your jersey as a show of how talented the the EMTs are, how pivotal they are, uh, based on your experience? And, and Jared, appreciate the call. It could absolutely been that. I just know if I, and God knows I'm not, um, if I were Demar Hamlin, um, the last thing I would want to see though is my jersey on the back of the the life saving vehicle at the stadium that I play in. Yeah, it just I'd have a tough time with that mentally. It, it's mentally, it's tough. Also, again, because of the fact that he's still playing. Like if this if this is something they did post his retirement, or if maybe he wasn't out there on the field with the team and they had this, then cool. But like, don't go bring because what are they going to do? No, for real. Think about this scenario, and I'd hate to even bring it up. But like, Demar Hamlin is playing football for the Bills. Yeah, if he's playing football for the Bills at that home stadium and he happens to go down with some other kind of injury and needs to go out in the ambulance. How ridiculous is that? Are they going to bring out a secondary ambulance or are they going to bring out the ambulance? I think the answer to this question, though, is that it's a bad idea because every time you say the ambulance, <laughs> I laugh. Like, You're right. It's objectively You're funny, right. which means it probably is not conveying the proper message in the grand scheme of things, it's, right? It's legit not conveying the proper message. Also, if I'm another player, <laughs> I definitely don't want to get taken out in the yeah. ambulance because that's when you know it's really serious. Like if my family member was right. playing for the Bills, right. let's say you're a family member of Damian Harris and you see him going out in the yeah. ambulance. ambulance. <laughs> right. Like the ambulance sounds like something that should be in a McDonald's uh, play area. Yeah, <laughs> right next to the hamburger. The hamburger <laughs> is painted on the back of it, though, and not Demar Hamlin's jersey. Um, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on Demar Hamlin's jersey being on the the back of the Bills ambulance, <laughs> aka the ambulance? Yeah, that doesn't work. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Jeanette uh, Javier, the Dominican Queen, we miss her dearly on the show. You can listen to her. Uh, uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock and Thursday and Friday, Josh Cohen and the home team. Uh, Ken, there's literally an X on the street where JFK was shot. Not a good point. Here's my counter to that. Jeanette is right, and yeah. I actually, when FAU uh, stayed in Dallas uh, before they went to the Conference USA tournament uh, this past uh, February, uh, I went down to see uh, the the JFK assassination site. Nice. Um, and yes, there is an X where he was shot in the motorcade. Um, but the city of Dallas doesn't do that. the The local government doesn't do that. Those are people, historians, that go out under their own volition and do that. Oh, I know that. Yeah, they keep. I didn't know that, that either until I I researched it a little bit more. They just keep repainting it. So every time <laughs> that the road gets repaved, yeah. there at Daily Plaza. They come out, the historians, there's like a whole group of them, and they go out and they mark the X there. That's also different, too, because, again, JFK died. Like, it, JFK don't got to walk right. those streets. Right, right. It's, he's like, not, it's not like he's sitting there saying, oh, man, that's where I got shot. Yeah, like, gone. let's say if, if if there was an X mark in the spot where uh, where 50 Cent got shot in Southside, Queens, and every time uh-huh. 50 Cent goes back, he's got to see the, that's the not spot good. where he got shot nine times. That, no. That's not good. He's, you're, remember, you're, you're reminding him of one of the low points of his right. life. Or if, like, you're in a public place and you just tumble down a flight of stairs, you're yeah. not going to want to have a plaque commemorating when you had your most embarrassing public moment of your life. Like the time that you were playing uh, air hockey with Stone and you fell on your face. Right. It, it, no, I was my back, first of all. But what <laughs> I, like, if, I like saying that part because yeah, I know you hate that. What, <laughs> if that. what if that arcade bar in West Palm said uh, they actually did a chalk outline yeah. of my body from when I fell uh, on my back there? 
Uh, like, I wouldn't want to see that. That's embarrassing. I'm still hung up on the fact that Theo goes, you know, 50 cents outside, got shot, and then Ken's example is falling down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was a little bit jarring. I probably should have eased more. We're talking into that. about all these 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 uh, gunshot victims. I thought we were going at in that. Well, direction. we talked about one. It was JFK. Well, I guess McKinley. You brought up before. McKinley yeah. and Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln. It's all we've been talking oh, and about. Abe is Lincoln. Gunshot victims. Yeah, yeah, Abe Lincoln. You're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think this is a good time to take a break. Uh, who? Uh, wh- what do you think of Tamar Hamlin? And I think Stone Hambulance clinches it. Like the fact that people are calling it the Hambulance means it is not having the desired mm. message at all. God. At all. Uh, Damar Hamlin, his jersey retired on the back of the Buffalo Ambulance. Good or bad? Weird? Inappropriate? Appropriate? Uh, commemorative? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I noticed something about the NFL power rankings put out by The Athletic this morning, uh, and I, I don't know if these are are correct. Uh, that's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Kenneth Lavica Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Prize picks, prize picks, prize picks. I played a little NFL yesterday, won myself 100 bucks. Stone. Woo. I uh, played a little baseball, didn't win there, but we're back at it tonight, baseball playoffs. <laughs> By the way, Stone texted me... Uh, LOL Philly as the Phillies were mashing again last night. Kyle Schwarber leading things off. First pitch. First pitch. Bomb. Bryce Harper, first pitch. Bomb. Four pitches later, first pitch to Bryce Harper. Later. Man. The, the Phil, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this declaration, and maybe it's a topic for tomorrow. I am by no means a Philadelphia fan. In fact, I try to disrespect the city and its fans as often as I possibly can. That's good. But I am I am fully behind this Phillies team, man. They, these are just savages. What's Ken, there not to like? There's just savages, Ken. man. Yep. Um, we had the uh, movie premiere for Good Karma Brands, and, and Mel Karma's in himself, yep. so I wasn't able to catch the Astros game. Do you know what happened? Uh, oh, that was no. a, uh, a Texas Rangers victory. Yeah, yeah, but that was – we just really want to get their hopes up. What, what is that? Two games to none. Two zero. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, you know we have a lot of sweeps in the uh, ALCS, um, the Astros, in the history of uh, this great franchise. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you want to give a little bit back. Oh, okay. You don't want people accusing you of cheating again. Ah, uh, so You yes. want to make it look fair, mm-hmm. look like you're down and behind. You become America's hero, and you have the big comeback story. Uh, oh. Got it. Uh, yes. <laughs> I think the Astros are in trouble. I think the Astros are in trouble. But the Phillies are, like, that's just fun stuff right there, man. But baseball. Mashing bombs. You can come back. I don't know enough about it to tell you whether or not. I can tell based off of uh, your breakdown of the yeah. series thus far. Yeah, just give them two games off the top, <laughs> get their hopes up, and then you come back and you win the next four. Uh, so at the uh, at the premiere of Mel last night at the Kravis Center, which we, uh, again, we, uh, we we talked about Mel Karmas in. I mean, quite literally the most important person in the history of radio. Um, uh, modern day radio is the way it is because of him. Uh, documentary last night, Kravis Center premiere. Uh, Stone was there. Theo was there. Brian McLovin Roicks texted me that uh, that Stone nearly took Brian's hand off, B-Man's hand off, because he reached for Stone's candy. Yeah. Uh, are you serious, Stone? <laughs> okay. Okay. So I had compiled. Set the scene. I had compiled my. Okay. Mind you, shout out to Jessica Welke here, a teammate of ours at ESPN West Palm. 
She picked all the snacks, right? We had the mac and cheese, the Great short snacks. ribs, the mac oh. and cheese, the lobster. You had pretzels. You had the beer cheese. You had the She's mustard. She's the new station mom, by the way. Oh, my God, yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, the, the candy. I mean, I was uh, stuffing them in my girlfriend's purse. We needed some <laughs> for the pantry at home. You are. Like, I was loading up, and I get this pile ready. We're, we're getting ready to head into the theater. What's in the pile? What's in the pile? What are we talking here? So I was introduced to the tubularos, tabularos, tabarulos. The little yellow bars. The Giant chocolate bar with some nougat in it. Oh, uh, uh, Toblerone? Yeah, some Toblerones. Yeah. So you got a few of those. There were some spicy and mixed nuts. I grabbed a box of those. Can't get Two Sour Patch Kids. Uh-huh. Uh, probably three or four high chew packs. And okay. butter popcorn and cheddar popcorn. And I have it all in the corner of the table. Boy, what a variety. Yeah, and I, I'd already finished the two pretzels and, and uh, probably three of the mac and cheese things. So I have this thing on the corner of the table, and Brian walks up. His pace was a little too quick. Mm. Like, he caught me. I caught him out of my peripheral, <laughs> and I, he started to reach right over my candy. And I uh-huh. almost had to, like, grab the wrist. Like, what are you doing? That's my pile. That's my pile. And he was like, what are you doing? And he just reached to the Sour Patch Kids and then, like, walked away. Felt a little stupid, but yeah. regardless, I wasn't going to let any of those get uh, taken. Stone, here's my problem, man. Like, you're 25. Yeah. That's that's toddler behavior right there. <laughs> I hadn't eaten, like, dinner yet. That was, that was so what I that's considered your, my dinner. So at 25, that's still your your immediate response when someone comes up on your food. <laughs> uh, not even aiming for your food, but just in the vicinity, you throw yourself on top of it like you're a Secret Service agent. Yeah, 100%. Stone, are we going to tell them about the tuna taco? Are we going to? <laughs> What's the tuna taco? What happened with the tuna taco? What happens with the tuna taco stays with the tuna taco. Okay, okay Ken? <laughs> there were tuna tacos, yes. A lady came up to us. It was a group of us uh, uh-huh. talking as we were waiting to go into the premiere, and she had like three tuna tacos with her. I was a little unsure about it. I didn't really want a tuna taco. Stone. You didn't trust the tuna taco? I wasn't a big. I mean, it just looked a little weird. It was super small. It was tuna uncooked in a little taco shell. Yeah, that's called that's called tuna it was, tartare. It was spicy tuna. I've that's never good. had. I've never had that. But I'm I'm cool with uncooked tuna. But just in the little taco shell, it looked like a Doritos taco shell you would get from like a taco. Yeah, bell. it was like a little, a little bite, a little tuna tartare bite. Cool. So I was a little hesitant, but I grabbed one anyway. Stone grabbed one, devoured it. I was still holding mine. Let's say like. 40 seconds later as I was making my way over to the conversation with Stone and Goldhaber. And Stone's first question to me, it wasn't like, oh, hey, how's it going today? Or, <laughs> hey, hey, Theo, this is Goldhaber. We're talking Giants. He was like, you uh, you going you gonna to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm like, well, I didn't necessarily want it. No, but I have it. And then two seconds later, it's in Stone's mouth. Not sure how it got there. Did I give it to you, Stone? Did you snatch it from it? It was awkward because you were like, "Uh, yeah, sure," and like I took it and ate it. Like that was it. No that hesitation. I mean, could you imagine living with this guy, Theo? <laughs> like he's got a whole ass girlfriend who has to put up with that daily. I don't daily, know. just just in her business. You're gonna eat that. You're gonna eat that. You're gonna eat that. Like they literally have an agreement. She makes frozen pizzas yeah. at night, and they have an agreement that Stone gets a certain percentage. Mm-hmm. It's like what seventy thirty? Yeah, at least seventy thirty. At least. Oh my! God. I mean, this guy is a savage. He is a caveman. Stone is an absolute caveman. You know, you know when somebody has to pick up something gross or like something super wet, so you do that two kind of two finger pinch and you hold it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Theo was doing with the taco. So I was just reading body language, trying to gather my context clues. <laughs> you know what? I was like, this guy doesn't want to eat that. Hey, Stone, can I get your, that? You know what, Stone? In your defense, 
You probably saved him from himself. I think I did. He, it, it, he had no clue what he was holding in his hand. He looked like a scared little yeah. boy. He was like, yeah. I, I don't know if this is going to kill me. Like, I'm going to hold it out here until, like, I don't know, somebody takes it or I find a trash yeah, he, can. He asked me if I was looking for my nearest trash can. That's, that was his exact yeah. words. That, never mind. I forgot. Raw tuna, raw tuna is delectable, a delectable treat. And if there was any way that Theo or any thought that Theo was going to toss it, Stone, I feel like you actually made the right decision, but you probably didn't have to drop the, you're going to eat that, <laughs> and then stole it from him. It's like right in front of Goldhaber, too, mid-conversation. So so he just, he I mean. broke all, like, we're, we're there. We're supposed to be talking to our partners and, you know, catching up and seeing how their kids are, their family, all that. He broke mid-conversation with Goldhaber, <laughs> like, uh, you, you going to eat that? Oh, my God. I, I. Your girlfriend is lovely, Stone, and I also feel so much sympathy for her. It's astounding. Uh, what should I do here? All right. Uh, I want to get through these athletic power rankings real quick. And, I, again, I'm not the biggest power ranking guy, especially when, like, Stephen A. Smith, he's just using it for click, 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 click on first What tick. about the Keyshawn Johnson? Keyshawn real. power list or whatever yeah, he called keep it. Keep it real rankings. The real rankings. The real rankings. That's yeah. what it was, exactly. Um, so – I want I want a, you guys to give me your top five. Well, let's just go around the horn. I'm not going to give mine because I'm looking at these. Theo, who would you put at number one in your NFL power rankings? Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Uh, Stone, what about you? I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. All right. Who would you put at two, Theo? Uh, 49ers. Uh, what about you, Stone? Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Number three? Eagles. Stone? Detroit Lions. Okay. Wow. Uh, what about four? You're sick. Four, Theo. The Bills. Uh, Stone, four? Um, San Francisco. You have the Lions. Oh. 49ers. Okay. And then uh, who's five? I, I'm so enraged. I can't, uh, the Lions are fifth. I, I'm, I'm Stone. Miami Dolphins. Okay. Stone. So the actual number one in the athletic power rankings, the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers. Number three, the Detroit Lions. Number four, the Philadelphia Eagles, number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay? Those are your top five. At six is the Bills, and then at seven is the Browns. So my first observation off of this is that the top there's six Super Bowl contenders in the NFL. Yeah. Because the drop-off from the Bills at six to the Browns at seven is precipitous. It's tough. I, Stone, would you agree with that? Oh, my God, it's a cliff. Okay. Um. So then I'm looking at these six teams, and I, I am all in on saying the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL, best team in the NFL. And maybe this is my cynicism showing that I'm trying to, to move myself away from as I advance in life. But I look at the number six team, the Bills. Pretty complete both sides of the ball, right? Number five, the Chiefs. Receivers have some problems, but the defense, the offense, they both contribute. The Eagles, we know about the Eagles. Yeah. Voracious defense, uh, the offense. I'm not going to read much into Jalen Hurts getting punked by the Jets because the Jets do that to a lot of teams. The Lions, they are far and away the best team in the NFC North, and they have contributions. The defense still a little sketchy sometimes, yeah. but solid, consistent. The 49ers, arguably best defense, best offense yeah. when they're right in the NFL. Then there's the Dolphins, best offense in the NFL. That defense more than the other six teams, is the biggest struggle bus going 
of those other teams we just mentioned. I don't think the Dolphins can be number one as much as it pains me to say it right. with that defensive output and how poorly and inconsistent it's been at times. Has it been fine? Yeah. But none of the other defenses I just mentioned are fine. They're all above average. The Dolphins are fine to okay and at their worst, basement. Mm. Like That's the difference between the Dolphins and all those other teams, and that's why I don't think they're number one. Are they top six Super Bowl contender? Yes. Are they number one? I don't think so. That's a very sound take from you, especially as a Dolphins homer, um, because I it, know what they are, it, it, and we saw the Dolphins this guys defense. turning a new leaf, Theo. I, and I love it. I love it. I mean, one thing I love in life is growth. It's the only other thing that's uh, that's, that's constant is change, right? Ain't that what they say? Your next stone with your eating habits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to change that here. though. Well, I didn't want to change being cynical and being miserable, but here we are. <laughs> But the Dolphins specifically, we saw them against a top 10 offense, top 5 offense in the Buffalo Bills, and they got dismantled in that game. So I think with what we have, which is a small sample size through six weeks, the Dolphins being number one when the one time they faced a contender they got blown out is a little bit uh, tone deaf by the Athletic. Yeah. It, Do they it not just, understand what else is going on in the league right now? I think like, with the Dolphins, it's easy to get caught up in, boy, that offense is fun. And even when they play poorly, they put up 41 points. Like, I get that. But you got to look at the other side of the ball because yeah. against those teams, your defense isn't going to get exploited to a point where you're threatened. But against really good teams, like next week, the defense is going to have to play a part in a Dolphins result. And I'm fearful that they're not going to be able to. No, I, I do have something to, to – Kind of uh, almost like nuance this, okay. and, I, and I genuinely can't answer it. I know this is kind of going to irk Theo a little bit, but out of the five teams that we've rattled off, obviously the sport of football in general starts and stops at quarterback. Out of the five teams, like what quarterback do we trust the most? Like from a general audience standpoint, like I, I, Chiefs, there's no weapons. Like Josh Allen, the turnovers. Two, I, I think the answer here legitimately might be Tua Tungavailoa. Because even if Tua implodes, the Dolphins seemingly have enough to overcome Tua implosions, no? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you, you go down 14-0, and I understand it's the Panthers. I get it, right? right? The winless but, Panthers. But to rip but, off 35 straight in, right. in the and, fashion that they did? And the game was tied in about 14 seconds. Literally. So what's the question here? You said what quarterback do we trust what, the most? Yeah, what quarterback like offense? The weapons do, yeah, yeah but I think that's part of the discussion when you're talking quarterback. The quarterback I trust the most is Patrick Mahomes. But with his weapons, I don't think you can. He has Kelsey and from it's a trust. Out. But the Dolphins have just like Patrick Mahomes back in the day with Tyreek Hill erasing a, a huge deficit at halftime or after the first quarter. Houston Texans uh, AFC playoffs. The Dolphins have the best chance of doing that. This time around. But look at what the Dolphins did against the Bills. All right? Like, we're saying this through six weeks, but I've I've witnessed what the Dolphins did against the contender this year, and I witnessed what Tua looked like. Sure. And it wasn't good. Patrick Mahomes has been good in all of these games, d- despite what his weapons have looked like. Patrick Mahomes has played well enough to win each game he's been in this season, and there's been no game where the Chiefs I would, have been blown out for the past two seasons. I would argue from a physicality standpoint, when they're healthy, all the weapons that they produce, uh, the way that their game translates to any conditions, the answer to your question, Stone, about which quarterback you trust most is Brock Purdy in that 49ers offense. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just I, – I, no recency bias. I just don't know if I can I can go out on a limb and say that. I. He's, I lost, he lost me. He lost even, me. Even when you have Debo, even when you have Christian McCaffrey, like you, you, again, we're judging Brock Purdy off of George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and then nothing. But but y'all like are nothing. Nor Trent Williams. But there are going to be weeks in the near future where I can't these. Believe we're getting, it, it always comes back to us 
you're going to Purdy. These, but I know, but this, it Stone, is. You need, we need like a buzzer anytime this happens. <laughs> there are going to be weeks coming up in the near future where these guys are missing one of their biggest weapons again. Like, it's going to happen. Like, Tyreek Hill is going to have to sit out a game. You're going to have another Debo, or, or you're going to miss CMC for three weeks. Um, Patrick Mahomes already has nobody out there, and if Travis Kelsey yeah. pulls up limp again, like we're going to have to see these quarterbacks I, do it by themselves. I suppose to speak to that, I mean, Tua has a higher QBR without Tyreek on the field than he does with Tyreek on the field. How about that? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> is that true? That's it wild. is true. Um, and and Tyreek Hill's graded higher PFF with the Dolphins than he ever was with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. That's true. Mike McDaniel doing a great job with Ty- uh, Tyreek Hill. Preach, um, Stone. Eat whatever you want. But Patrick Mahomes, is. if we're talking about specifically which quarterback do we trust the most, Patrick Mahomes is that guy. If you're talking about which offense do we trust the most to travel well and to play well in any condition, then, yeah, we can have a different conversation. But when you specify quarterback and making the right decision, making the right throws and stuff, like even in the game Patrick Mahomes lost, he made the right throws and he connected on these passes. His receivers just dropped them. I trust the quarterbacks. I don't trust the weapons as much. Back to my original point, though, just based off these athletic power rankings, and very rarely do I want to focus on power rankings, but that stuff stood out to me. There's six teams in the NFL. Then there's a cliff drop-off between Super Bowl contenders and everybody else. The Dolphins are part of that, but I don't think they're number one because their defense is sketchier than any other of the six teams in that top tier. Yeah. Uh, and it struck me just seeing it laid out like that. That's the reality right now. I love the Dolphins at one, like the thought of Dolphins at one, but the Dolphins aren't. One. Uh, we'll come back after this. That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken Levicka, Theo and Stone, ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka, Theo and Stone on ESPN 1063. I'm here at FAU, and yes, FAU football whooped up on USF. Who's the little brother now? Yes, FAU has a top 10 basketball team in the preseason, Dusty May and company, who I'm going to see in just a couple of minutes. But I think what a lot of people don't realize here in Boca Raton is one of the world's best postgraduate MBA programs is right here at FAU. FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, just broke into the top 10 in the world among the top 40 postgraduate sport management degrees, according to Sport Business. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Take classes remotely or on campus right here in beautiful Boca Raton. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. This is your path to the sports industry, just like Dakota Wilson, who got his MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic in 2021, now working in marketing and fan engagement at Orlando City SC in MLS. This is your red carpet to the sports industry. Industry, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Man, can you believe, guys, it was it was it was two hours ago when we were talking about the person you can't stand in sports, just for posterity purposes, Stone. Can I hear our friends at NBC Sports Philadelphia uh, show their disdain for Robert Sala? I can't stand that guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, we asked on social media who is a current individual in or around sports you just can't stand right now. A lot of sports media types. Makes you wonder what people think of us, Theo. Oh, man. Uh, Sweep says Mike Greenberg. Really? I can see it a little Mike bit. Mike Greenberg, good person, good yeah. man. I could do without the constant Jets cheerleading, but, I mean, I think that's a little harsh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ed says Pat McAfee. Pat <laughs> McAfee. How old's Ed? 
uh, older, I believe. I knew All right. Stone was going to take offense. All right. I knew Stone was going to take Stone offense. Stone acts like Pat McAfee is, is, is a relative. What yes, I'm going to say them. now, though, Stone, uh, I'm going to credit Pat McAfee. Yes, he's loud and uh, braggadocious and loquacious. Um, but college game day, his field goal kicking segment where he puts up $60,000 to kick, what is it, like a 33-yard 33 field goal or something? Yarder. That's electric television nice. right there. And, of course, Pat McAfee pays Aaron Rodgers to come on his show. And I keep seeing, oh, what kind of journalism is that? Pat McAfee has never, never proclaimed himself to be a journalist. No. He's not a journalist. No. Just because you have someone on your show, like, I'm not a journalist. Theo's a journalist on TV. Sure as bleep isn't one to hear on the radio. No. Stone's not a journalist. We're talking. We're talking sports. Yeah. We're fans. I'd, We're hanging out with you guys. We ain't journalism mean. Yeah, I'd be mad, too, if uh, uh, Pat McAfee put my favorite sports talking head in a cooler each and every single week. Ooh. I'd be mad, too. Ooh. Uh, Shane says, Jeff Saturday, get him off my TV, please. That's not the coaching version of Jeff Saturday. Yeah, That's the TV say. analyst. You want to put him back on the sideline for the Colts? Uh, Diplomat says, uh, Tony Romo, he sucks as a commentator. That's not nice. And then Henderson, RG3, dude is so corny. Okay. Boy, if all these people are getting hate, what do people say about us? My God. Uh, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll be at FAU Basketball Media Day. Again, here in Boca. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.